And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. You're on the short list of the smartest people I know. Which means oh, I'm uh I'm very flattered uh Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. Flattered indeed. Uh, keep talking. So so I, I hope you will be able to explain this to me. Unlikely. What did, okay, proceed. What did the blue hell is an NFT? Oh, um, I believe it stands for non-fungible token. Is that right? I believe so. Um, so my understanding is it's a digital good that you can purchase. So it's this sort of it's tied to cryptocurrency in, in some yeah. ways it, because basically I think we've talked a little bit about cryptocurrency we in have. the past. And I don't know if you really understood <laughs> it at the time. But so as a quick refresher, both for you and for most, the audience, mostly for the audience, though, I'm a genius. Yes. But for cryptocurrencies um, work through this algorithm, this complex algorithm that's essentially that is what's called the blockchain. And essentially what the blockchain is, is it's this publicly accessible series of calculations. It's a ledger, essentially, that's keeping track of every single cryptocurrency transaction in basically a, a decentralized way. Every single Bitcoin quote unquote like miner out there that is doing you know any sort of computational work that's what they're doing they're doing the calculations for uh keeping this ledger and lots of different people all over the place are performing the same calculations which are being verified against each other to ensure that it's true and again it's this decentralized way of making sure nobody cheats the system essentially um so what a non-fungible token is it utilizes the blockchain to basically track ownership of a digital good so you know you could take something as simple as a jpeg like you know just a, a photo on the internet and if you were to quote unquote mint it as an nft um that would take that jpeg create a copy of it that lives essentially now in the blockchain and the ownership of that copy of that image can now be tracked as though it were a physical good uh as you would, you know, just by having possession of it. So in theory, because now you can actually track who owns something, um, it gives value to that item in a way that a physical good would have item, like a painting or something like that. Um, now, it's a little bit fuzzy, and I think a lot of people would argue against whether or not it actually is more valuable because, again, a JPEG, like, you can just hit right click save as and you have your own version of the jpeg but it's not the jpeg right like in our analogy like in the art world that would be a print of the original okay. you know yeah. what i mean not to say that a print doesn't have value 
but it's not the original. A, co- a so copy of worth. the Mona Lisa is not worth the same as the Mona Lisa. Correct. So it's a very simplified thing, uh, or maybe way of explaining it. And I will admit, I don't explain. I don't understand it much deeper than that um, because I've mostly ignored that entire market, which of course is something I probably should have read about intensely and invested in back when I could have gotten something for like five dollars, yeah. and then. 20 years from now, I could be a billionaire. Sure. So I'm an idiot, but you know, whatever. Didn't that's as, that's, that's, that's as much as I okay. can really explain. Well, it, does that help it, you at all? It DC? does because, you know, on one hand, I'm like, all right, well, all of this is made up because all of everything is made up. And so, you know, but I am reminded being, a, being a person who reads a bit of history, um, you know, the advent of writing changed everything because there was finally a way to track goods. Up until that point, you couldn't track goods because nobody knew how to write something down. So it was just, you know, word of mouth, essentially. Um, And then, you know, all of a sudden you have writing and there became an entire new world out there because you were able to say, well, you own this and they own this and all of that sort of thing. I, you know, I don't know. I'm still confused, and I don't necessarily think we need to spend the entire show talking about all of this, but um, the whole idea of you know Bitcoin mining, that to me is still a little fuzzy. The whole idea of, you know, I, I guess my thing, and again, maybe this people didn't understand this either back in, in the day, but you know, so let's say we take the DDT logo. And we sure, and we minted it. Yeah. Why would it have like? Obviously, maybe that's a poor example because nobody wants it. But or or like okay, so at that point, once it's minted, yes. it's worth whatever somebody will pay for it, just like anything else in society. But then, so okay, so let's say. Let's say we did it with the DDT wrestling logo. And let's say Glenn buys it for 50 bucks. Okay. Do we then have to license the use of that logo from Glenn? I don't believe so. And I believe he owns the item. So he owns the original logo. Well, he owns, he doesn't actually, he doesn't own the idea of the logo. He owns that image of the logo. I suppose that if that image were tied in some way to the copyright of the image, then he could own it and we would have to license it. But I'm not aware of any uh, NFTs that work quite that yeah. way. Okay. Because like, so for example, I remember. Might be a next step. I don't know. That's it. I remember, you know, they, somebody made an NFT of the Charlie bit my finger video. And so mm, somebody yep. was able to own the original video or the video that was uploaded to the, you know, blockchain. And I was like, oh, I guess nobody's going to, you're going to have to pay to watch that video. I don't know anyone who would do that. But then they were like, no, you can still watch it. It's yeah. So what's the point of owning it? Well, and I think that's, uh, that's actually not a bad example, but because, but you have to consider moving forward, you know, Charlie bit my finger might not, has already existed on the internet for 20 years. What if you were an artist, right? And you were trying to sell your art 
Now you have a way of selling it as a digital good where there is one version of this out there and I'm not posting it anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like that is the one true version that has value to it. Now, don't get me wrong. If the owner of that then goes and posts it on the Internet, anybody could right click save as and have their own copy of it. But again, at that point, it's a copy. It's not the original. All of that said, I do think NFTs are real shaky ground, like the big place where you see it mostly breaking through right now. And it makes a certain degree of sense because of the amount of technology that's just involved here. But you see it in a lot of video games. You see a lot of video game developers are talking about how they're going to have NFT this and NFT that in their future products. And like the thing about it is, is I, I the thing that doesn't make any sense to me is there's no reason to have NFTs be part of the system when it comes to a video game like because when you when you play a video game um you buy a license for that game right and all these companies now whether it's EA or Activision or whoever they make you sign up for an account yeah. whether it's your Bethesda yeah. account your Microsoft account whatever. you sign into your account and you go and you play your game and you already do this for things like DLC right what do you do you say oh i want to buy that piece of horse armor and i'm going to pay you 3.99 for it and now on the my account you have tracked in the background, Microsoft has tracked that I bought that horse armor and they know I have a license for that horse armor, right? So since they're already capable of doing that, just having this own database where they can track whether or not I've purchased something, what would be the reason of using the blockchain to track that ownership? Like there is no benefit there. Yeah, maybe it's more consumer friendly in some ways, because if it's freely available on the blockchain and I own that horse armor and I say, I don't really want to use this horse armor anymore. DC, would you like to buy my horse armor? And DC says, I, you know, I would like to purchase your horse armor. Then I could potentially sell that to you, which is not something that's possible with these closed ecosystems that are currently available in video game land, right? So, but that's to me, using my putting my business hat on for a second it actually makes very little sense to me for these technology these development companies to want to implement nfts they can keep a hundred percent of the profit if they keep it in a closed walled uh system where they track the licensure and if you want horse armor well you just got to buy it you can't buy it from me you got to buy it from them you know what i mean so it Putting it on the blockchain and potentially allowing me to sell it on my own means I get the profits and they don't. So I don't know why they would, A, why they would want to do that. And B, that takes a whole lot of electricity because, as you know, Bitcoin mining is not free. Keeping track of those ledgers to decentralize across all these machines, that's one of the major arguments against cryptocurrency in general and certainly NFTs. Again, keeping a database of that as a private company that's just storage. That's not necessarily active um, processing that you need to do to keep track of that. So again, I'm not personally, I'm not 100% sure why a private corporation would actually want to incorporate that other than, again, maybe it makes them seem hip and cool. Maybe they're hoping to strike lightning and they're going to get this really cool item that people are going to want. And maybe they'll have a way of earning residuals off of every time that item sells. But I don't think that's the way it works currently. I could be wrong though. Cause again, I haven't read, read about it that much. Yeah. 
So anyways, yeah, it does seem like it's an interesting idea, but I don't think it's fully baked. Um, I guess. So we'll see where it goes. That's it. I'm I'm trying to see the end game and I'm not I don't I'm not a visionary in that sense. Um, So I don't think I would be the person who could see the end game for an NFT. I just I don't even really know what fungible means. Like that's the first time I've heard that word. You know, so the All first right. time you when the first time you hear this thing is, well, it's non fungible. OK, so then I need. What does it mean to be that's fungible? Exactly. It. Uh, but yeah, I, so I was just trying to figure it out. I was like, should we get into the NFT game? Uh, no, probably, probably not necessary unless you want to make the beefcake shirt non fungible. I mean, it essentially already is. I think we only ever sold one of those. So. <laughs> But hold on. But see, that to me is more. That's it. If I only make one of this item, it is the only thing in existence. You keep talking about like, you know, the NFT of the logo. You hit right click, save as, and now you have it. There's there's very little to distinguish between the item in the blockchain and what I have. Right, but also, but do think about it though. Like, why does the Mona Lisa sell for? hundreds of millions of dollars if it were to be up for sale and why can you buy a print of it for five dollars on a poster site what's the difference between those two items there is a difference right yes. so what's it so what about translating from the physical world to the digital world makes that original copy less valuable to you okay Interesting. Anyway, don't get me wrong. I kind of personally think it is less valuable, but I understand the argument. All right. I started confusing myself just thinking about it. Um, Now that I've asked my weekly question to sort of start off the conversation, uh, I should ask the question I always should ask with, how are you? You're looking well. You're looking hale and healthy. Everything good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? You survived the blizzard? The blizzard of 2022. Yeah, you know, we only had two feet of snow or whatever it was. We'll live. We will survive. How was all your many days off from school that you got from having to spend a week and a half digging out across town? How was was all that time off from school you got? Didn't work out that way. Oh, no? No. Oh, okay. The eight inches or whatever that we got. Uh, seem to work out now. Now, of course, we're looking to Friday. Now they're talking ice and a wintry mix, and that usually is never. It sounds good. like the ice isn't going to start until Friday evening, though. It sounds like throughout the day it's going to be mostly rain. Sadly, sorry wow. to be the bearer of bad news wow. again. Wow, killjoy! I'm that's just trying not, to destroy any not, sort of enjoyment. I will you say that's have. not what the meteorologist uh, we watched during dinner said, but. We'll, oh, we'll my, my my data could be out of date. I was looking at the weather report around lunchtime. Okay. So the, the weather y- I, yours I is watched, more recent. I watched the mine. local news. The meteorologists are never wrong. They're always correct. Never, um, never. Always right. They said that by, you know, 8 a.m. there would be uh, a wintry mix. At least, you know, our, the, the towns that my wife and I work in are northern Connecticut. So uh, there should be a wintry mix and it's supposed to last throughout today. But again, we'll see. Who the heck knows? It could change tomorrow morning. They could be like, oh, we're getting all snow. And then by afternoon, they'll say all rain. And then on Friday, it'll just be frogs. 
that'll that'll be all, <laughs> all it is. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, but no, things are good. Everyone got moved in. Yeah, everyone got moved into campus. The first week of classes went swimmingly. Oh yeah, so swimmingly. It's not over yet, but I suppose that's the true. first two days Wednesday. have gone just fine. <laughs> first two days of my semester. So I guess yeah, three no days major, overall. No but... major crises to deal with. No, no major crises. So that's nice. That's good. I guess. Um, yeah, not much going on there. Just trying to, you know, live my life, survive to to live another day. I I don't know. I don't know. Not nothing too special going on like that. I can say. But did Oscar enjoy the snow? Yeah. Um. No. No, no, I'd say no, definitely not. Uh, you know, I, I haven't posted <laughs> a picture. It's taller than he is. I haven't is, posted I mean, a picture you know. recently because I haven't gotten one. But uh, young Pearl, my parents' dog, um, yeah, was not a fan. Did not want to go out. Would much prefer to stay inside. Thank you. And, uh, you know, they tried to shovel a little because they got, you know, about a foot. And she's this little fluff ball. So my dad was a little worried she would just disappear into the snow uh, being a white dog. Um, but yeah, no, she wasn't a fan. She preferred to stay in the house where it was warm. Thank you very much. Uh, Who can I, blame her? You, Who you can't, can blame her? You can't. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Other than that, nope, nothing major to, uh, nothing major to report. Uh, I'll ask you another question since you can, you're again, you explain things to me. I asked you what an NFT is. Uh, Doc Manson, what is a Danhausen? That I have no idea. Um, I'm pretty sure it's some sort of really lame minor league uh, professional wrestler who for some reason is popular on Twitter and whom has recently debuted in the root beer company uh, to quote one Jeremy, Mm -hmm. friend of the show. Um, This was a trick question. Because I, I I know at least some of it. Uh, you're mostly right. However, I believe in this instance, I actually think Doc Manson would appreciate Danhausen. I think if you took a chance, if you looked at you know the the makeup kind of evokes a certain nostalgic horror sort of thing for me. Um, the whole saying he is very nice, very evil. Uh, you know, I think you'd appreciate the voice. Uh, are you familiar with one of his uh, signature moves? I am not familiar with anything that Dan Housen has ever done. I do not know what he looks like. I really do think you should look up a, at least a picture of the makeup. Cause again, I, it, you would have a better idea of what it reminds it, but it reminds me very much of like something from a movie that you would have seen you know, researching horrid. Does that not look like horror-ish to you? And sort of like an old school black and white horror movie sort of thing? I mean, hold on a second. I just have to look this up real quick here. I don't know why, but if if the hurricane (laughs) were to wear makeup instead of a mask, I feel like that's sort of what Dan Housen is looking like. Um, in terms of horror movies, he reminds me of 
1928, I believe, The Man Who Laughs. That is what I'm going to say. He reminds me. The early Joker? Isn't that the Joker? It is. Yes, it's an early version of the Joker. And I, I, I think because the picture I'm looking at has that same sort of rictus grin i'm looking at his wikipedia page Mm -hmm. if he doesn't normally have that grin on his face perhaps i would feel differently but if that particular picture uh i am getting the man who laughs vibes very strongly well it's interesting so again i've i've fallen down what kind of voice does he do uh he kind of talks like this and you would be dockhausen and uh i would be Durangohausen canyonhausen and uh I really do think you would enjoy him. So he comes to the ring. He's got a cape. He is heavily tattooed, which he was before becoming Danhausen. And he carries a jar of teeth. And one of his moves to psych out his opponent is he pours the teeth into their mouths and then kicks them in the face. Gross. (laughs) But... He is Dan Housen has described his character as Conan O'Brien yep. possessed by a demon. Yep. In April 2021, he appeared on a guest on O'Brien's podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend to discuss the concept. The character wears horror themed face paint and believe he has supernatural powers. Yada, yada. The voice of his character is based on O'Brien and Mark Hamill's Joker. I definitely think he's got Joker in his brain. Uh, for that makeup as well. That's what I see. Yeah. I I just, you know, I I think you would appreciate the some of the silliness of Dan Housen. He is also known for nonchalantly dancing a Pee Wee Herman dance to the song Tequila in the middle of matches. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like something I would be way into. Yeah. He, so All he right, goes I'm he down. goes on to the he's on the apron, the opponent's on the floor, and he does the tequila and then kicks him because he's like why would I go after them? They're down there. I'm just going to stay up here. And yeah. So um, on a scale of one to Orange Cassidy, where is a Dan Housen in terms of that sort of that sort of, you know, off serious, but enjoyable, you know, gimmick. I, I, he's striking me as a as a as a one hundred percent Orange Cassidy on well, this see, scale. Okay, so a different flavor, perhaps. The difference but. is Orange Cassidy. There is a wrestle silliness to the way he he goes about it, but he himself is very serious. Like he's not Orange Cassidy is. I would say so. He's he's performing that character in a serious way. Like, he's not joking around and all of that. Like, the character wears horror-themed face paint and believes he has supernatural powers. I mean, that sounds like he's playing it serious also. You need to watch the, you need to watch some of his stuff. Like, he intent. there's a bit of Santino Morella in that he intentionally gets people's names wrong. So I'll send you a link to a Ring of Honor match against Brian Johnson, who he calls Brian Johnstone. The entire time. And it's an empty, like, this is during the COVID, so there's no crowd. And so you can just hear the two of them going back and forth. And yeah, there, he's maybe he's playing the character believing that he's been possessed by a demon of some kind. But then he also has a YouTube channel where he just got, you mentioned the root beer company, 
Um, ANW, the root beer company, sent him a bunch of stuff, which he believes is his AEW contract. So he's opening up and he's like, ah, what? Oh, a t-shirt. And he holds up the t-shirt. He's like, I don't know what this has to do with wrestling, but okay. And so, you know, I think you would appreciate a bit of Dan Housen. And I almost saved it for my piece of positivity, but I, I just, the last few weeks we have had a conversation and all throughout the conversation, you don't like wrestling. You're not into it anymore which is totally fine. Again, I do think I would like AEW if I watched it. I, I just don't. So, uh, so uh, you know, speaking of professional wrestling, I figured uh, we should talk about the show I didn't watch. Tell me all the highlights, everything that you loved about the WWE's uh signature one would say that this was event this was the the royal rumble this, this was the second premiere live event of january following day one the, they're called premiere live events now they're not called yeah, that's too many words uh, pay-per-views well three and three premiere live event pay-per-view um pay-per-view rolls off the tongue it does. premiere live live yeah, event true. just it's um, premiere is two. The show began with an excellent match between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Uh, I enjoyed that match quite a bit. Um, I would understand if you would have no interest. Had absolutely zero interest in watching that whatsoever. Okay, moving yeah. on. Uh, what followed was the uh, women's Royal Rumble match. Oh, yeah, let's talk all about the Forbidden Door. Since I know Mickey James was the talk of the town, and there was going to be countless other, uh, 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 you know, Forbidden Door entrants in the women's match, since there are so few women on the roster. Regale me, DC, with tales of, of the women who came from other promotions to participate in the Royal Rumble match. So I, I feel like you're lo- you're leading the witness here. I feel like I, don't I feel like about. you're expressing your opinions. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about this no, show. No, that's fine. But you're already making up your mind. You're not even letting me explain whether or not I thought it was good before you're like, ah, oh, this was crap, and then this crap, and then the crap. And now I'm going to talk like Danhausen all day. Um, I, I have I have no no value judgment here. I I did not watch it. I just all I know is. is is what I heard leading up to the event. That's yep. that's all I know, DC. So, so let's see. Uh, Sasha Banks begins dressed like Sailor Moon. How nice. Uh, Melina makes her return, which was nice, because I don't think she had shown up in the last couple Royal Rumbles. Last I saw Melina, she was in NWA, I yep. think. Has she has she done any work since then, or, was she, or is she still there even? I don't know. Uh, I, was she technically a forbidden door entrance? I don't think so because she's a returning let. I don't count anyone who used to be in the company as a forbidden door, which is I disagree because if if John Moxley were to show up in in the in the men's match later on or or Daniel Bryan, we would count that as a forbidden door, wouldn't we? I don't know. I think we talked about that last week. I feel like it's a little tricky to do that. Uh, now she's technically part of you know she's been on impact in the last year she's been in nwa in the last year i don't know if she's contractually obligated to any of them 
Um, so it's you know it's tricky. So to no, say. not, not uh, no. It was a nice. Okay. So definitely, not. it was a nice Got moment. Okay. She was very emotional at the welcome. It appeared as if she was supposed to get put onto the ring apron, and maybe she would do a split or something, and she fell off before she had a chance <laughs> to do it. In her entrance? No. Like, Sasha Banks and Melina are wrestling, and less than a minute in, Sasha picks her up and tries to deposit her. And you can see she's trying to place her onto the apron. Melina hits the apron and just falls forward onto the ground. And so I don't think that was how it was supposed to go. Sasha then mocked her by doing a split, uh, which I am sure will be her lasting legacy, will be that gif of of the split. Um. So we get Kelly Kelly, who we've seen before. Um, Queen Zelina did eliminate Sasha Banks pretty early. Sasha lasted less than 10 minutes, which a lot of people were surprised by. Um, so that was something. I don't know if that's going to lead to Sasha versus Zelina at WrestleMania. That's certainly how I would do it. Um, you get Michelle McCool. You get Cameron of the Funkadactyls. Ivory came back in her. Uh, Hold on. You didn't tell me that not only did Sasha do a split, but she bounced. She did. That is very suggestive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back a little bit because I'm sure you stopped listening because you were looking up the. Uh, it's, it's, it's currently in <laughs> slow motion on repeat. Bouncy, 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 boons. Like to point out that is the title of this episode: "Bouncy, Bouncy, Bouncy." <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so Michelle McCool, Cameron of the Funkadactyls, Ivory shows up in a ring of right to censor outfit. The Bella Twins showed up. Summer Logan or not Summer Ray showed up. Sarah Logan came. Which uh, Bella Twin? Both. Oh, I assumed you were only talking about one of them since you said both of them. I'm referring to Nikki Bella's implants. Oh. It wasn't a very good joke, but I can never resist watch, talking about it. Watch the gif. Them. Just keep watching the gif. Alicia Fox made her return. There was not a forbidden door thing. You know, again, we got some returns from people. I liked Sarah Logan coming back. That was nice, even though she only lasted about a minute. Um, that was it. Talk to me about Mickey James. What did she do? Uh, she showed up at number 20. She wrestled for 11 minutes and then she got eliminated by Lita. Did she have the impact ladies title with her? She did. Was that weird to see at the rumble? Uh, no, they made a point of mentioning it, which was nice. And they talked about what a big deal it was to see another company's title on the show. So that was a nice moment. Um, and then she hung in there for a while and eventually got eliminated with very little fanfare. All right. Okay. All things considered, I think that's um, more or less what I would have expected. Okay, cool. Uh, what else happened at that show? Uh, yeah. So Ronda Rousey, who, who, Ronda Rousey I was returned. Say, who won this match? Who won this match? <clears throat> Ronda Rousey returned and um, won the Rumble. Oh, huh. You must be very pleased with that. I mean, I know she's your favorite women's wrestler of the last decade, probably, right? Ronda so, Rousey? Yeah. No. Oh. I don't mind. Um, 
Don't you think it's weird, though? Like, didn't we, like, just see, like, Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, like, decimating everybody? And, like, Funny you mentioned that. Yeah, like, it, yeah, I, I know, like, you know, it came down to the end. It was a great match. And, you know, like, Drew uh, Galloway or Gulak or whatever his name is uh, now. Drew Gulak. What's his name? Drew, Gul- Drew-, Drew Gulash, who you're referring to. No, no. What is his name? Drew McIntyre? Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Uh, Drew McIntyre. I, I know that went Drew McIntyre's way the last time we saw that. But it just feels like a repeat of that, doesn't it? Except, of course, Brock Lesnar won instead in this case because it's Ronda Rousey, who I view as the women's equivalent. Um, I think this was they needed a big name. Like Lita? That's who I thought I was going to win. That's honestly who I thought was going to win, was that she would win. And she is going to wrestle Becky Lynch in Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber. Which is, you know, a big great. Um, But then I believe Ronda is going to. Yeah, I believe Ronda's wrestling Becky at WrestleMania. So I didn't have a problem with it. The match itself not great you know melina in less than a minute kelly in about a minute um sonia deville two minutes cameron one minute so a lot of these people just sort of had the entrance and then were gone like mighty molly came in got beat up outside the ring by nikki ash and then got put in the ring and dumped back out of the ring where was Asuka through all of this? I expected her to show up at number 30 and she didn't. I don't know where she is. Let me look very quickly to see when the last time she uh, wrestled for them was. I want to say it was like fall of 2021. Was she injured at some point or July? She has not appeared since Money in the Bank. I believe she was injured. But I don't know. Was that the money in the bank in Titan Towers? No, this was the new one. Uh, okay. So I don't know where she is. I expected her to show up. Um, they just had nothing for her. I get it. All right. So I. So that sounds like a great time. So yeah. what happened next on the Royal so Rumble? The, the Women's Rumble had some nice moments, but again, it's battle royals are terrible. Battle Royals, as a rule, are bad. You watch this for the entrances. Uh, Becky Lynch wrestled Dewdrop. Great. Which was fine. Uh, Dewdrop looked very good. It was a nice showing for her, and ultimately she lost, which is what I think everyone sort of expected. Um, Oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman once again swerved Brock and realigned himself with Roman Reigns. Roman, Roman came out, beat up Brock Lesnar then reached for the title that Paul Hayne. Are they doing that, you think, because Brock Lesnar has been so successful as a babyface and they feel like he doesn't need um, Paul Heyman at this point? And Paul Heyman, of course, is better, always better served uh, on the heel side of things. I think so. Or... I think so. Yeah. I think it's. I can see that making sense. Yeah. So I think if Brock Lesnar hits an F5 to Paul Heyman at WrestleMania, that's a big moment and everyone will be excited for it um so yeah so lashley wins the the raw title gets it back um we saw the mixed tag match edge and beth phoenix versus miz and maurice i will freely admit to not watching i stayed up the whole time i was up till midnight watched the whole thing um 
The nice thing about when you stop drinking caffeine for a long time is when you start drinking, like if you have a small Diet Coke before you watch a pay-per-view, the caffeine actually works. How nice. Uh, And then we get the men's Royal Rumble match, and Jeremy predicted it down to a T. Brock Lesnar shows up at number 30 and eliminates everybody else. And So hold on. Wait. Okay. I mean, obviously, we had Mickey James, the Forbidden Door entrant in the women's match. Um, so what forbidden door entrance did we get in the men's Royal Rumble match? I mean, that's the thing that everybody was most excited about coming into this, well, right? Was, that's what every, so once again, this is another prime example of social media setting themselves up for disappointment by say, like they said we were going to get a forbidden door. Well, I mean, if they are going to announce Mickey James, clearly they must have something waiting in the wing. So what did they have? They didn't. Again, they they didn't have to. They announced Mickey James. That was it. Everybody else was like, oh, my God, what does this mean? Who else could show up? Who's Mephisto? And they wound up shooting themselves in the foot because we got Johnny Knoxville. We got Bad Bunny. And we got Shane McMahon. Those were the three non, you know, surprises. And we'll get more when we read Rachel's email. We'll get more into the Shane McMahon story because stuff has been going on all day and I haven't been paying attention. So I asked Rachel to send us an email and sort of catch us up. Hmm. All right. Well, I look forward to that email. Um, So, yeah, again, it makes sense from a storyline point of view. It makes sense. Um, Brock Lesnar gets screwed. He does have the ability to be a free agent. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. And Paul Heyman helped write the contract that gives him this power to wrestle on any brand and do that. So Brock Lesnar inserts himself into the rumble. I don't know who was supposed to be number 30. We didn't see that backstage thing where he just beat somebody up to take the (laughs) spot. Um, No, he was always going to be number 30. Apparently uh, shows up, dumps out a bunch of people and eliminates drew mcintyre which a lot of people are upset about i don't know why and uh i mean if anything that's like that's like a nice callback exactly to just that i don't know if that was last year or a couple years ago yeah. that they had their standoff like that's homage like that's actually a kind yeah. of well and, and they're like well cool now, well, now brock has taken it back i'm like drew mcintyre beat brock lesnar at wrestlemania it was a great right. moment brock tossed him out of a rumble that's not the same thing at all. No, it's a nice callback is what I think. So, uh, but yeah, so Brock won. He was the baby face. He had the big reaction. People in the crowd were very happy because now he gets to go challenge Roman Reigns and get revenge. So now that now that um, now that Brock Lesnar wears the flannel, right? Yeah, you can buy that on WWShop.com, a big flannel with yeah. the logo on the back. Now, now that he wears the flannel, uh, if you stand him side by side, with Ronda Rousey. Can you even tell the difference? Um, Ronda's a little bulkier. Uh, okay. And Brock's got All the right. better ponytail. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will say, you know, I'm harping up on this, um, you know, forbidden door thing. Cause I just think it's funny how excited everybody got about it. I think I'm the one who said, I sincerely doubt. Yeah. There's going to be anyone else. I said that weeks ago. 
Um, the thing that I love coming out of this, you know, this was post Rumble, but CM Punk had a thing. I saw an article about it where he had a quote, which I liked, um, you know. And, and the quote basically was, you know, I work somewhere else. People are still making shit up, saying that I was going to be in Rumble or Cody was going to be in the Rumble or, or Moxley was going to be in the Rumble. Like, I get it. People want to be excited about it. But if you want to watch us, watch AEW. That was his quote. Yeah. And like, yeah. I get that people want to be excited, but. I don't know. Like you said, just kind of keep your expectations in check, I guess. So you can actually enjoy what they do give you. Reasonable expectations are the only like it's how you now, I will say though like the company I think plays a part in fueling those expectations like as I recall you know I, I like to compliment AEW a lot mm-hmm. but you know they they have been very clear in the past about when something starts to get I forget who it was but there was some sort of rumor that somebody was going to show up and basically Tony Khan just flat out said not at this show. Keep your eyes peeled, but not this Wednesday. You know what I mean? And like, that's the right way to do this. If you know that you don't have any other surprises, that's what you do. You put you as a company say, hey, guys, we know you're excited, but we announced Mickey James. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, well, no, and I, and I, I calibrate your expectations. I think they should play a role in calibrating the audience expectations. I, I can understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, and again, they're not selling the pay per views here. But I will be willing to bet. Please, 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 please. Premier live events. Premium Excuse live Excuse events me. or premier live events. Um, I have to wonder if Peacock tracks views. On these shows, I am, of course, I am pretty sure that more people watched the Rumble expecting Moxley or Punk or Brian. Um, I agree with you than, in the short term, would, but that then would have it's a self defeating it's a self defeating business model because you disappoint people enough and they stop tuning in. It works in the short term, but. How many people are going to be, how many people watch that because their friend told them, oh, these people might show up and now their friend's going to tell them, hey, you want to come watch Roadblock? And they're going to be like, and eh, nothing really happened at the last one. So I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like that's not doing yourself any favors if you're looking towards your long term business model. But whatever. Uh, obviously, I don't agree with a lot of their decisions. Yeah. So I, it is what it is. Yeah, I think they are very short term. Um, and again, you know, I am sure this the story that Rachel gets into on the Shane McMahon news may have something to do with that, the whole NXT thing. Um, All right, that is your second time with the Shane McMahon. Do we have to just skip to the emails to get to this email? No, I'm just saying, like, that's what we talked about. We talked, you know, you asked right. you asked okay. who one of the big right. surprises were. From this, Shane McMahon. Nobody expected Shane McMahon to show up. Is that? But is that a surprise? Like the last time Shane McMahon showed up, that was a surprise. This is like, oh yeah, he is around, isn't he? 
it's a surprise in the same way that like you knew you were going to see some legends. Kelly Kelly showed up again. Um, that was a quote unquote surprise. Doesn't Shane McMahon like show up for every WrestleMania season at this point? It's kind of like The Undertaker in that sense, though. I don't think he's going to show up for this one. Um, the Undertaker? No, Shane McMahon. He's not going to be at WrestleMania? Now we need to get into the email. Let's just do her email because it's part of the story. Uh, okay. Rachel, I will read it. There goes the money. See what I did there? DC asked me to email regarding Shane O'Mac, so here I am. Are we friends now, DC? I am insulted you didn't think we were friends in the first place. Well, you do always avoid coming to my house when Rachel's coming over. That I avoid coming to your house most of the time. <laughs> I know. Very I just try to throw you under the bus. So when I saw this morning the news about Shane's release, I was rather surprised. Supposedly. I haven't seen confirmation, but I saw multiple news sources claiming that Shane McMahon was had been quietly let go from his contract. Why? That's one of the things we're, I'm hoping Rachel will, will find out. Even if he wanted to work behind the scenes again, that would make more sense to me than his dad just straight up letting him go and banning him from Titan Towers. Now, I don't know. I have not seen any of this. So I don't know. I had heard that Shane had made some changes to the Rumble um, that people weren't happy about. I had I had not heard that he had been banned from Titan Towers. That seems a little odd. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. However, the word on the streets is that he was in charge of the men's rumble, which faced a lot of backlash for how not great it was. Vince blamed that on Shane and the fact that he was in the final three as not a total active wrestler wasn't well received by people. He was in the final three. <laughs> I don't understand. And if we're going to release Shane, can we at least free Ali? Also, Brian Kendrick has signed with AEW within an hour of leaving the WWE. He wrestles Moxley tonight in case anyone is interested. Peace, love and wordle, Rachel. Uh, maybe I'll tune into AEW tonight. Um, Brian Kendrick versus Moxley? Yeah. Well, right. so the interesting thing in that sense is there's a large number of wrestlers who were released 90 days ago. Um, Keith Lee among them, Ember Moon, other names. Nia Jax. Uh, I think Karrion Cross, perhaps. So it will be interesting to see if they show up because um, I believe they are now free. I would to love for Shane McMahon to show up in AEW. That was, I saw a lot of people tweeting out the Shane McMahon is all elite uh, sort of thing. I, oh, that would be I hilarious. I think at this, point, at this point, if Hunter's not part of the company anymore, which I do think is a health thing more than anything else, and um, Shane McMahon has been released, let's just go start your own company. Uh, I did see a great. Did you play more? Do you think. Do you th I'm sorry. No, go do, ahead. Do you think Shane McMahon going to AEW? Like, I love that idea from a novelty factor of like the old double middle finger that that sends to Vince. But I hate the idea of Shane McMahon wrestling in AEW. <laughs> I think if you just show you up, with me on that, yeah, I don't want him wrestling. Unless he's going to yeah. like have an actual absolute death match. What if he showed up and they were like, yeah, 
I'm Shane McMahon, and I just bought AEW. And then he became like the on-screen GM. Yeah. I think that would totally that make I, sense. That I think would be awesome. Yeah. Or, uh, honestly, he could do commentary. A commentary, like... They have too many commentators. That's true. That is true. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we brought up Dar- Danhausen. I think AEW Dark should now be called Darkhausen because I think a Dan. Yes. I think Danhausen is a much better personality. So I don't know if you saw his debut. It was a little um, no. It was a little lackluster. Adam Cole's wrestling Orange Cassidy. They're outside the ring. Adam Cole goes under the ring to get a chair. He's actively struggling. The ch- whatever he's grabbing is much heavier than it's supposed to be. And when he pulls it out, Danhausen is just holding on to the other end of the chair, and he gets up and he does his very nice, very evil pose, distracting Adam Cole so that Orange Cassidy can attack him. That was all it was. Twitter blew up. Sorry. Twitter blew up about it. Um, But I think you've got a guy like Dan Housen who looks about the same size as Darby Allen. Don't have him wrestle. Have him take over your YouTube channel. And he like you, I, in my head, I was like, you could have him be like a Joe Bob Briggs character. And he's like the host and he's doing all this crazy stuff and he's got his teeth and he's running around and like that to me, I would watch dark every week. If you put Dan Housen in charge, cause he is very entertaining to watch as a character. Um, dark Housen, I love it. Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of the, the Shane McMahon news. I don't think he got banned from Titan towers, but Maybe he was in charge of the men's rumble and it don't you think that'd be that sounds very odd to me though, that he would be like the produ- lead producer of the rumble match. He's not like this classic wrestling like persona, you know what I mean? Like they've got agents to do that stuff. Why would why would Shane ever be in that position? Well, and why would you? Odd. Why would you have one person produce a thirty-man rumble? Um, I'm trying to check in here. They, you know, they do announce, which I always find weird. They do announce who produced the matches. So this is from Sports Sports Kita. Uh, PD Williams, PD Williams of TNA, and Michael Hayes produced Roman and Seth, which was great. Uh, Michael Hayes, Pat Buck, the Hurricane, Finley, and Molly Holly produced the Women's Rumble. Uh, Davari produced Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. Jason Jordan and Michael Hayes produced Lesnar and Reigns. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. This says the 30-man Royal Rumble main event was produced by Adam Pierce, Davari, Jamie Noble, and Abyss, which is a hilarious combination. Shane McMahon isn't this. even on there at all. Um, you know, you want to say that Shane McMahon shouldn't have been there third from the end. I agree with you 100%. That was weird. Owens was gone. I, had, I hadn't seen Owens get eliminated, and I was like, how amazing would it be if Owens just had snuck out of the ring, and after Brock tosses everyone out, Owens sneaks back in and dumps Brock, and now he is, you know, but wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Shane does. Maybe, maybe he shows up in AEW. I mean, he could. I hope not. He could. I hope not. <laughs> uh, I think he's better served, you know, put him on impact or something of that nature, you know, or just let him go away. 
He came back. He had the all-time. Is that not the greatest return ever? When, not anymore. Who's what's the greatest return now? Punk. CM Punk. Okay. Okay. I can't argue with that. But was that that wasn't surprising though? They announced he was coming. Why, right? Or did they not announce he was coming? I think they basically were like, it, "It's happening. Eh? Yeah. We're coming to Chicago. Here's five stars." Yeah. All right. I would say like Shane came totally out of left field. No one expected it. But Punk's yes, I have watched Punk's debut many times, so I would agree there. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elimination Chamber, you know, Becky versus Lita. We've got an elimination match for the WWE title. Brock Lesnar's put himself in that, too, because he can just run around and do anything he wants now. Um, Brock Lesnar. You know, WrestleMania is too far away. That's pretty much the world of wrestling. We're, you're all caught up. Um, all right. It was not a bad show. I was sports. It sounds like a terrible show. I was, but, okay. I was sports entertained. Uh, poor Kofi. Poor Kofi. Let's talk for a minute about poor Kofi. Why? Uh, you know, it's the Rumble. Kofi usually does some crazy, ridiculous spot. Uh, he was supposed to do a spot in which I can't remember if he springboarded off the ropes or it was the guardrail. He's supposed to grab onto the barricade and keep himself from hitting the floor and his feet hit the floor. So he was in the Rumble for like 90 seconds and then he's supposed to do this big spot and he. I mit- kind of wish he had just done a Gail Kim. And. Do you remember that? There was one this one Rumble match where was it a Rumble match or was it a Battle Royal? I forget it was, but Gail Kim just comes to the ring. She gets in the ring. She walks across the ring. She throws herself over the rope and leaves. She was like really upset with management at this point in time, but I forget exactly where that was. Looking it up, aren't you? No, I I didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, but again, there's a huge amount of time that I just don't remember. But I like that idea, even if you're upset with management or like as a storyline thing. Did you see Sami Zayn crashed the uh, Jackass Forever premiere? <laughs> who, who cares? One, because it's the Jackass premiere. And two, because it's Sami Zayn. I, you know what? I think Sami Zayn... I I don't mind the character. I am entertained by the character. Uh, I think it's entertaining. I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. But again, I enjoyed the rumble. I went in with low expectations. I was hoping for more of a debut, but at the same time, I knew what I was going to get. So we'll see how things go on the way. August 1st, 2011. Gail Kim eliminates herself. From the Divas Battle Royal. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a... It wasn't a rumble. And that makes sense because the first women's rumble match was recently. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. That's true. But yes. Wow. At a later time, Kim said she did it because she was told to be out of the match in the first minute. To make sure she followed orders and possibly flipped off the boss, she decided to just do it herself. And then she Good quit the her. WWE a few days later. Good for her. But then they refused to release her. So she sat at home for two months until her contract well, there, ended. There we go. Nice segue, because one of the things that Rachel mentioned was this whole free Ali thing. 
in which he posted on Twitter that he was requesting his release and it has been denied. And he just keeps mentioning it. He's, I think so he, had a t- he had a tweet that basically said, I did not want to be in the Rumble. I do want my release. I'm so like, is it a work at this point? Because he keeps mentioning it? Part of me feels like it has to be. But then again, I just think he's done. But they're like, no, you posted about it. Like you posted about They've it done that social- before, right? Somebody else who I forget uh, it, posted about wanting it to be released. They denied time. it also. When you take your things public, yeah. it never works out well for you. No. Dolph Ziggler did something, took something public, and just, you know, was even more yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Um, no. Re- ask for your release. Wait until they, they probably would have granted it to you had you just been quiet about it, and then you can po- talk about it. But Oh, well. I don't know. All right. We're up almost at an hour. My God. Where does the time go? Talking about the rumble. The very royal rumble. That's right. Step into the ring. We'll have an understanding. I'll be the last one standing tonight. Bouncy, bouncy, you, bouncy. Do you remember that the greatest rumble? Of course I do. Of course. Okay. Of course I remember Chris Benoit with a wig. And even better, Rey Mysterio. With a wig over the mask. With a wig over his mask. Yes. Of course I remember. Oh man, JBL. Love him. So good. Uh, we've got four emails in addition to uh Rachel's podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We have not heard from our good buddy Nate in quite a while. Says he hopes to make emailing a weekly thing again. Nate with topics of discussion. Nate also uh, upping his or, or rejoining the, the DDT Patreon. Oh, Nate. So back in the way. Is Nate, this is going to sound terrible. <laughs> is Nate in the bestie chat? You know, let me ask him. I don't think he is. If he wants to be, not, we'll add him right now. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to, you, you read the email. I'll ask him. <clears throat> Hello, gentlemen. It's been a while since I last emailed and I apologize. Listen to your last 10 episodes on Sunday. Wow. That's a, that's a commitment. I wish more people were like you, Doc. You're not high on wrestling right now, and you don't waste your time hate watching. <laughs> I, had and to being check, I had to check the email to make sure. I'm like, are you adding stuff in there? <laughs> It's legit what it says. I respect the hell out of your mindset on life and wrestling. Man, this Doc's getting the crazy needs over here. All right. Uh, Two questions uh, a piece for discussion. Two questions a piece for discussion. DC, number one, what do you find gratifying in teaching? Are we doing one question at a time? Uh, Sure. Um. I'll give you something from today. Uh, The moments in which both a kid, but I'm talking about a group, uh, gets it. So they have work to do. And I have a group that is very vocal and uh, many of them more immature than I would like them to be. But for like a 20 minute period, they all knew what they were supposed to be doing. They were all doing it. It was quiet. Like I put music on. We were chilling. It was great. That is what I find gratifying is when I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere because now we can do some more fun things because the, the basic level stuff we're, we've got. So that, that is what I find gratifying in teaching when I'm like, okay, we're, 
we're making progress. All right. Number two, do you find more enjoyment in older wrestling or current? Older, for sure. Yeah, clearly. Um, clearly over the years, you've made that, I think, quite clear. I, I will Not say. Not to say you don't enjoy current wrestling. I think you actually enjoy it a fair bit yeah. overall, but well, the, the, you just like going back. The, the, I do like going back, but also, again, convenience. If I want to watch WrestleMania 18, 1981 Mid-South Wrestling, or the Royal Rumble, I watch Peacock. One app, boom. It's not the best app, but I know, like, I don't need to sort through, all right, how am I going to watch Raw? Do I go to the USA Network and try to find it? Do I, you know, try to remember what the hell my Hulu password is, if I even have Hulu anymore, and sign up? Then I got to do Fox so I can keep up with SmackDown. Then I got to do Peacock to watch NXT and NXT UK. Then if I want to watch AEW, I've got to watch YouTube plus the TNT app, which has ads and all of that. That's a lot. So I, I, the convenience of uh, older wrestling is nicer. But also, I, it's just nice to see, you know, where we came from. And you watch, um, I'm watching Chris Jericho, you know, defend his title. And he's using the skull crushing finale as a finisher. I don't remember him ever using the Miz's finishing move as a finisher. Like, it's kind of neat to see, you know, oh, he was using that. So. Uh, I, I will say older wrestling. All right, Doc, my, I'll, I'll ask you the questions. Is there any match in wrestling that would bring you legitimate excitement again? Hmm. I think so. Um, I didn't watch it, but wasn't there recently a Daniel Bryan versus, um, Adam page match that went for an extended period. Couple. I, the idea of that match does excite me. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's a, it's my problem. Isn't necessarily the excitement about it. Um, to some extent, and I think I've said it before or, or really kind of just echoing what DC was just saying. It's the accessibility factor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I don't really like a lot of what's going on in WWE. There is stuff in AEW that I think sounds great, but I just, it's just it's not available to me in a way that I'm willing to engage with it um, currently. And that's don't get me wrong. That's largely on me. I get that. Like, what kind of ridiculous person am I to be sitting here telling you that I don't want to watch AEW on the TNT app because I can't stand watching six minutes of commercials every 12 minutes? Like, but yeah, here we are, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think there's definitely stuff that could, that I would definitely find exciting. I mean, you bring Asuka back, uh, let her come over to AEW with Kana and actually get that division moving. Um, I could be real excited. I think for some of that, for sure, for sure. All right. And I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm also going to note uh, the time in which I ask it, because I'm very curious to know what time it'll be when you're done answering it. Um, yeah. What are your top three favorite horror movies and why? We'll just go to the 103 mark. That's an impossible question to answer. I can't pick three. I, I have a Letterboxd account, um, which is a website where it's sort of like IMDb. 
but like it's it's very user friendly and I love the list functionality on it. One of the things I did there, uh, my account there is Doc Manson, by the way. You can find it there, letterboxd.com forward slash Doc Manson. And I have lists there, my favorite horror movie by year. And like it goes back all the way to 1954. And I don't have every year filled out, especially through the 50s and 60s. There's some years that I haven't seen enough movies to legitimately claim my favorite movie of that year. So I've left those blank. But going from like, 1970 forward i've got a favorite movie every single year essentially and they're all great like there's no wrong bad movie on the list as far as i'm concerned i would say this like you know looking it over yeah i definitely we know this i tend towards the horror comedies right um my favorite horror comedies. If I had to pick my favorite movie of all time, it's probably still the evil dead Two. Yep. So that would obviously be one of my three favorite horror movies. But again, I enjoy that movie so much because it's a horror comedy. And in terms of horror comedies, I think it's the one that best walks the line between horror and comedy. And it walks it in a way that's manic. It switches back and forth to the extreme very, very quickly and deftly. Uh, with great skill. I think the first time you watch that movie, if you don't like horror comedy or you're not familiar with horror comedy, you would watch this and be like, what the fuck am I watching? But if you, if you know what you're in for, I feel like it's basically a cinematic masterpiece. Um, Along those lines, you know, similar tone. I love Stuart Gordon's reanimator from a couple years before. I, I love Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West in that movie. Um, again, another horror comedy, Cat Dead, details later. Um, I love that line. You know, I love Shaun of the Dead from years later. Um, I love Ghostbusters, 1984. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, like, ah, uh, man. But yeah, I mean, if I had to pick three, oh, God, I know I'm I'm all over the place. You're like, I would have to probably go with what I would consider formative movies for me in some way. So that would definitely be Evil Dead because Evil Dead 2, I mean, because like that was me like getting way deep into horror in high school. Sure. Like I was already fixated on that movie. Um, going back to my childhood, I, it would have to be the other two picks. And one of them is maybe controversial. I don't know if people today would consider this one a horror movie, but Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, I think is a horror movie. Um, and as a kid, Again, I can directly correlate my love of Ghostbusters as being my passageway into other horror films. And then, again, this probably isn't really considered a horror movie either by today's standards, but let's go all the way back to 1954, the original Godzilla. Um, I think that's a horrific film, and I think it's excellent um, in many, many ways. So, like again, probably not what most people would would see on a top three horror list, but Godzilla, Ghostbusters, and Evil Dead 2, I guess if I had to pick three, if you asked me tomorrow, it might change. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Nate, uh, who has apparently, he claims to still be part of the Bessie chat. He just, he tries to follow it, but doesn't have a lot to contribute. We are grateful to you. Thanks for being a fan. We hope to hear from you uh, next week. Absolutely. Uh, Next email comes from Jeremy. What's the Wordle? I'd like Doc to play a game of Wordle live on the air. 
This can be done the old-fashioned way of dialing up the Wordle website on the old Google machine, where DC can come up with the word and serve as game show host for Doc's challenge, which might prove to be pure audio gold. With love, Jeremy, co-host of the award-winning Piece of Business podcast, sent from my iPhone two days before I'm wheels up to Disney World, where I have appointments to make both a lightsaber and a droid, and where I will enjoy at least one glass of blue milk that I will not throw up while riding all the roller coasters, because roller coasters are awesome. Would you go to Disney right now? Personally? Yeah. No. No, me either. I um, have two of my staff members, actually, who went to Disney World over over the winter break, and they both came home with COVID. Both of them. Yeah. I I love you, Jeremy, and I hope you have a wonderful time, and I hope you stay safe. And in fairness, where COVID is right now, Omicron, all the boosters, you'll be fine even if you catch it. But yeah, you know, but even still, yeah, have fun. Yeah, have, have fun. A good time. Um, well, it says he'd like Doc to play a game of Wordle on the air. That doesn't mean you have to, but I don't like games, DC. How do I play a Wordle? Uh, just type in Wordle and you can go to the powerlanguage.co yep. yep so it'll it'll give you the thing again for those of you who don't know doc's reading the instructions now you guess a five letter word um the squares will either be gray yellow or green gray means that letter is not in the puzzle yellow means uh it is in the puzzle but the letter is in the wrong place in the word and green is the word is right so what was your first five letter word what did you truck guess? okay did you get all five gray um, one is yellow. So if I'm understanding the oh, okay. directions, yes, it should be because I, I do remember what the word is for today. Uh, one of those. So the the T is yep. yellow. So that's yep. correct, but it's in the wrong spot. Yes. So, so the, the T's definitely in the word, but it's not the first letter. Correct. And I can also take from this that ruck. Nope. None of those letters get the get the ruck out of here. Are in this word? Okay. Um. Okay. He's thinking. Second word like, is oh, I shouldn't have done that. Second word was spite. Um, but of course I shouldn't have done that because I already knew the T. Um, well, no, because now you're trying to figure out where the T is in the puzzle. Okay, well, the, it is not in the fourth position. No, it is not. Wait a minute. Could there be multiple T's? Yes. Yes. But I know it's not in the first. Or the fourth position. Yes, but there could be two of them. All right, so S but is you also, in this word. Yep, yep. And the I is correct in the middle position. Yes. See, this is where so it becomes you, difficult, because now I have to think of words that are five letters, have, have an S's I in the middle and position. T's, yes. and I is in the middle position. Yes. I don't know why Jeremy thought this would be fun. I'm having um, a great time. But this is the way my mind works. You are the science brain. I, this is the way my mind works. So like my brain now, cause like all I, I just, I keep looking at the words I have there. Yeah. And so like in my mind, I just was like spunk, 
no, you already did U, and that's not there, and you already did S, and you already did P, and you already did K. Come on, you need a word here. Um, Looking around the room, is there anything (laughs) other four-letter, five-letter words? So, treat it like Wheel of Fortune. What do you mean? Well, so Wheel of Fortune, you want to get your vowels out of the way so you know what vowels you're dealing with, and you want to go with common consonants. So R S. Well, I did. I, I did the T and the S and the R. Yeah, and they're both yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I did E. So the only other vowels then are O and I, I guess. Oh no, O well, and I's already in there. A. A. What about Y? Is Y a vowel? Sometimes, right? Uh, yeah, I think they treat it. Well, it doesn't matter. But yes, sometimes okay, it is. Okay. So depends uh, on whether it's making the Y sound or the E or I sound. Apple doesn't help. Um. This is this. I'm stuck now because now I, I'm trying to think of all words with. Yes. Uh, would you like a hint or do you want to puzzle this out? No. I never thought. And you have to understand, though, I've never played a Wordle before, so my mind is not used but this is the to perfect, thinking is, in this. And I will say we picked the perfect day. I hope Jeremy knew what the word was when he asked you to do this. I bet he did. Nope, he did it yesterday. He didn't know. This is such a good Doc Manson word. What if I did? No, it won't be toast because it's not in the first position. No, um, well, okay, but that would be a, okay. That would be a good choice. No, it wouldn't though because toast doesn't have I in the middle position. Yes, but you're getting your. You would find out. Do you have an O or an A? And you would find out about where, whether or not the S or T is at the end of the word. You could make another. Oh, word. okay. So that's a strategy. Okay, I yeah. will put in toast. Okay, okay. All right. I've got three of the letters now. Okay. No, you should have four of the letters now. No? What do you mean? I have an O, an S, and a T. Yes, and what do you have? Oh, and the I from before. Hoist? Maybe. Wait, did I already do H? No, I didn't hoist it on your own petard, eh? Nope. Also, <laughs> um, this is the best. This is what we're doing every week. Come on. It's a Doc Manson word. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> I'm uh, great. <laughs> so you got the, what? You got How many five. guesses do you get? You get six. You okay, so like that, that panel that you start with is the most number of guesses. Yeah. If I had run out, I would just would have run out. If you, yeah, we just shame up on your family. But, um, oh, Jeremy, uh, what a great email. Thank you for the toast, though, because I wasn't thinking about it that way. But, yes, yeah. that did give me new information. No, the, yeah, the idea is you need to collect as much data as possible. So I start with the word adieu, like the French good- or the goodbye, because it gets four vowels out of the way in a single word. Okay. And then could, I'll just... a, could it be a French word? Sure. I think it's a, it'll tell you if it's not a word in their database. Is it always a five letter word? Yes. So it could be adios tomorrow. Yeah. Technically, I suppose. But it's always five letters. Yeah. There are variations of the puzzle, like other websites where you can play with larger words. But in this case, it is a five letter word. Is this like the wordle? Yeah. 
This is Did the I one just that, play actual word. Yes, this is the one that just got bought by the Times for the low seven figures. That website somebody bought. That's an NFT right there. <laughs> somebody paid the low seven figures for that. All right. So, All right. yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Now what you should do is you should be cool and you should share your score on your Twitter page so everyone can see that you did the Wordle. Yeah, I won't be doing that. Okay. That was a nice idea. Uh, all right. Yeah, our fuck next you, email- Jeremy. <laughs> our next email comes from Glenn Winter Wonderland. Hi, guys. Considering you were both at the moment living in an Arctic tundra, it prompted this week's question. Have either of you participated in any winter sports? Or if not, are there any you wouldn't mind having a go at? Thanks. Stay warm. Glenn sent from mail. For windows. I suppose we didn't talk about that. You're going to watch the Olympics tomorrow. I never watch the Olympics because it's stupid human tricks for stupid people. Okay. Uh, I hope you enjoy them though. Thank you. I do hope you enjoy them. They're not my, they're not my cup of tea, but I've I've never really, I've really never watched any of the Olympics ever. They they just don't. You you might not know all all. the winter sports, but I like shooting. There is a, there is a winter Olympic sport that I would pay money to go do with you. What's that? Nope. Well, what would Is you, it the luge? It? No. God, no. I'd, die. <laughs> I'd pay money to do the luge with you. <laughs> I would like to go curling with Doc Manson. Really? Sure. Was Think- it, is, is, is curling and shuffleboard essentially the same thing? Um, it's, I, I say curling is more like bocce. Okay. Okay. Shuffleboard by way of bocce. Yeah. You're trying to get the closest to the center. You can knock the other, whatever they're called, discs out of the way. Um, But yeah. Have you ever played any winter sports? Uh, I went cross-country skiing once. Um, I've never skied in my life. My dad and I went cross-country skiing. Now, we both have giant... Feet cross country skiing is not downhill skiing. No, you're just you're walking with skis on. That sounds like it sucks. It wasn't fun. <laughs> we probably this did is why wrong. you've done it once. We probably uh, did it wrong, and we couldn't find boots to fit. I did take ice skating lessons as a kid. I ice skated a lot in college. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed that well enough. Um. So, yes, I guess I would do figure skating if I could have a go at anything, Glenn, because that's the one that I've actually done. Yeah, I I did ice skating. I think you can imagine. Didn't very well. graceful. Very Didn't graceful. Well. <laughs> um, you do the sculling, which is where you try to make your feet go like this. Yeah. And, you know, I have a hard time. I, I you just it, threw your knee out immediately. I injured my knee dancing to Cotton Eye Joe. On two separate occasions, <laughs> same song, injured two separate occasions. Um, so you just have to control yourself when that Cotton Eye Joey comes across the. But speakers. where did he come from, and where did he go? Ah, uh, where did he come from, Cotton Eye Joey? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've done some winter sports. Uh, but yeah, I think curling would be fun. Um, that's pretty much it. Does does like the polar bear plunge count as a winter sport? 
No, I don't think it's a sport. It would be a winter uh, activity. I don't think it's kind of like NASCAR, how that's not a sport, right? It's an activity, but. Oh, Jeremy, you better be deep into the blue milk before you hear that part. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, we know what next week's email is going to be. Yeah. Listen, you moist bastard. Let me tell you about NASCAR. <laughs> our, our final email of the evening comes from Simon, the Hotel Diaries. Prestich? Prest? Presswitch? Press I would say Prestwich, but... Pressish? Shit, I'm still only in Presswich. Every time I think I'm gonna wake up back in the apartment. When I was home after my 40th dancing... Is Simon over 40? I can't tell if he's, like, quoting from a book. I always thought he was younger than us. Maybe not. Anyways, when I was home after my 40th, dancing to musical anthems on the tables in Manchester, it was worse. I'd wake up and there'd be nothing. I hardly say a word to my stuffed animals until I said yes to taking them to Aiden's house because I went there after the night out. When I was here, I wanted to be there. When I was there, all I could think of was getting back into my apartment. I'm here a week now, waiting for water, getting softer, do the low accessible bath. Every minute I stay in this room, I get softer skin thanks to the baths and the bubbles. And every minute the land baron cannot fix the apartment, he gets stronger. Each time I look around, the walls move in a little tighter. The toilet I couldn't flush, the horror, the horror. Landlord says he's been totally trying. Do you think he's been totally trying? I don't see any trying at all. I asked for a hotel room and for my sins, they gave me one. I love the smell of bubble bath in the morning. I don't know what the fuck we just read, (laughs) but I loved every minute of it. I was going to say, he says he's not going to be a writer anymore. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, thank you to Rachel and Simon and Glenn and Jeremy and Nate for sending in emails this week. I'll check the spam folder to make sure we didn't get a last minute one. And while I do that, Doc Manson will do that thing he does so well and tell us his piece of positivity. Yes, indeed. My piece of positivity for this week, which of course I remember to prepare far ahead of time, knowing that we would be podcasting and that inevitably when we come to the end of the show, I have to provide an update on that thing, which is bringing me some joy in my life at this current moment. And of which, of course, since I'm so prepared, I would never spend time just stalling while I attempt to think of my piece of positivity, which this week happens to be uh, the award-winning Amazon original programming show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Is that a new season out yet? Are you uh, Soon. I've never up? seen it. I started at season one about a week ago. I'm already halfway through season two. Mm-hmm. And... I loved the show for the first six episodes of season one. Yep. Loved it unconditionally. The last two episodes of season one made me pretty sure I was going to never watch any more of the show because it was fucking awful and terrible. Okay. Season two started off pretty strongly and rekindled my love for the series in the first two and three episodes. And episode four is making me re-question if I want to keep watching. Okay. Have you seen it? And how do you feel about the marvelous Mrs. Basil? Uh, Tony Shalhoub, man. 
I love Tony Shalhoub. I didn't know Tony Shalhoub was in the show. In fact, I came downstairs after I was working and Mrs. Manson was about, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes into episode one. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to watch this show. I'll sit down and watch it. And then Tony Shalhoub came on the screen. And I was like, is that Mr. Monk? Is that Mr. Monk? And I said, oh my goodness, I am going to have to watch the shit out of this show. Yeah. And in fairness, while I love uh, Tony Shalhoub, I don't even think he's the highlight of the show. I do think that the actress they have playing Mrs. Maisel is marvelous. I think she is fantastic. And I love uh, the lady playing her friend Susie as well. I think um, Lois Lois Griffin. Lois Griffin. Yes. Every once in a while she says a line and I'm like, that's so Lois. But for the most part, I don't get any Lois from her. And I think she's fantastic. And I think it's a wonderful dynamic. And a lot of it's really good. I do think, like I said, from time to time, things happen where I'm like, okay. And the complaint I really had leading into the first season's ending would be that the people on that show were written like aggressively to not communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Like they, it's just so incredibly frustrating how much they just don't say to each other. And it just is like, what the fuck? Like, why would you make this decision right now with everything else in context? Like, what led you to do this? Why did you, you who really is written as a very witty, intelligent individual, how did you arrive at that decision that made this awful thing happen? Like, it just felt so, it felt like, these characters for most of that season were so well written that like when they went into those last two episodes, they did things that I was like, this feels to me like the writers wrote these characters so well that they wrote themselves into a corner and were like, well, something has to happen. So we're going to write something completely 100% against the character just because we need something to happen in this show. And that really bothered me. It felt like very poor writing in those moments. And for, and again, like that almost threw me off, but so much of that show was so incredibly well-written. I really, really enjoyed it. that it was enough to make me stick it out and see where season two was going. And like I said, it's been a little up and a little bit down, but some of the things that even happened at the end of season one, did get redeemed at the beginning of season two. So I'm in for the ride at the moment. We'll see. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We've watched it. Um, I enjoy it. I can't remember what happens in what episode. Have there been two seasons or three? There've been three. Okay. I haven't seen them all. Of course. I've only seen season one. Yeah. And I'm trying to, four I'm trying to place where you are in the timeline. Okay, um, I think they're I at the resort. One. Yep. At the okay. Lake. Yep. All right. Um, the Catskills. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, we enjoy it. We'll look forward to season four. I think. Yeah, season four, which debuts in only a couple of weeks, so end yeah. of February. Um. Let's see. I, you know, I really should have saved Danhausen because that was that was going to be the big one. I'm trying to think of something to do. Outside of that, oh, this is looking around the room. Lamp, I, I love lamp. Yeah. It's like it's like I'm trying to think of the word moist again. 
<laughs> that was pretty good. Watching you kind of kind of do. I liked how we got the hoist. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I'll I'll do something along those lines. I have picked back up uh, crossword puzzles. My dad, I have vivid memories. Every morning, I'd come downstairs and he would be sitting on this blue love seat in uh, the the den of our house. We had they had a blue couch and a blue love seat, and his he sat in the love seat, and he'd be sitting there, and he would be either reading the paper or doing the crossword. And many times I would get breakfast and I would go sit on the cat, the love seat. I'd sit in the seat next to him and he would kind of tilt it towards me and I would help him with the crossword, which was, you know, very clearly he is teaching me how to do the crossword and doing it. But, uh, and so I've, you know, I've dabbled in crosswords before, uh, but the Washington post has one and I've been doing that, um, you know, Actually, on my lunch break, I'm doing crossword puzzles on my lunch break, which makes me feel just way older than I am. I, I gave thought to subscribing to the New York Times crosswords, but I did an old one. They are far too advanced for me. I am not a New York Times uh, crossword puzzler. I found one on the USA Today that I did in two minutes and 35 seconds because it's a USA Today crossword puzzle. So I think the Washington Post is probably right about my speed. Um Mrs. Manson wanted... um, does the New York Times. I don't think she it's often hard. finishes them, yeah. but she's always working on them. It's hard. Um, I've always wanted to make one. You know, you can go to any website and make a crossword puzzle. You type in the clues. I've always wanted to have to make it where you have the 15 by 15 grid and you have to plug in the black squares and it has to be symmetrical. Um, someday I'll get back into that. I got to figure out like a program that'll do it for me. But uh but yeah, I'll 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 go with a nerdy thing and say uh, crossword puzzles. They have been a nice way to kind of give myself fifteen minutes of thinking about something other than work when at work. So we'll go. Lovely. With the, we'll go with the old crossword puzzle. If I can figure it out, I would love to do some wrestling themed, create some wrestling themed crossword puzzles for that <laughs> that cross section of the world. The wrestling fan, crossword fan. I know there's at least five of them. I'm sure uh, we could mint at least one of those as an NFT. Oh, there we go. Bringing it full circle. That's why you have been a professional low these 306 yeah. episodes. Yes, 306, he says with confidence. Episodes. Uh, so as we wrap up 306, Doc Manson, I will ask you another question. Do you have anything else to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, send us an email podcast at Wrestling. Dot com. If you want to listen to our entire back catalog, go to your podcast repository of choice. Look up DDT Wrestling. You will find all of our back episodes there. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Nate certainly did. Go to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and it keeps this crazy podcast train. A chug a loop like a 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 like Durango Canyon at the DC, not Durango Canyon Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us once again. Have yourselves a fantastic week. 
Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie? That split is quite suggestive. Stop bouncing your head.